welcome to the Fertility Conversations podcast. The goal of this podcast is to create more awareness about infertility and to provide support to people trying to conceive. Thank you for listening today, and we hope you will be encouraged. And now, here is your host, Ola. Welcome to episode 27. Today I'm joined by an incredible woman, Chi Chi. Chichi is married and lives in the UK. She's had fertility treatments in five countries in Europe and also consultations in other countries as well. Chichi will be sharing her experience traveling abroad for treatment with us today. And if you'd like to connect with her, you can reach her on Instagram at makingbabyo underscore. Her details would also be in the show notes. So welcome Chichi and thank you for coming on the show today. Hi, thanks for having me. Yay. So to start off, we always say, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, what is there to tell? I'm based, I live in the UK, born and raised in the UK. Um, been married for, trying to remember, it's not even <laughs> Been married for six, six years this October, this October, yeah, married for six years. Um, we met in two, 2004. How many years ago is that? Like, Long time, very long time. Met a long time ago while we were both at uni, so we've known each other a very, very long time. Can't calculate how long that is, but yeah, yeah, like 16 years. Yeah, what else is there to tell? What do you do for fun? Travel, travel, travel. (laughs) Like to travel, yeah, I like to go away or weekend breaks or just. Yeah, travel. Yeah. I've London marketing. is good for that. Hmm? Okay. So L- London is good for that, right? You have like uh, lots of uh, weekend getaways to yeah. it's countries. Easy to get and, away yeah, right. Europe, because Europe is just on the doorstep. So there's loads of places to discover, to explore. Yeah. That's not that expensive to get to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. Thank you for sharing that with us. And of course, today we are having you here because we want to talk about fertility. So, Tell us a little bit about your fertility journey so far. Oh, um, so we've we've been on a fertility journey probably about about seven, let me say seven years. Um, eight, nine, ten. No, maybe about um, eight years. So um, I just think with with fertility, it just feels that. Um, I've always had a feeling, it's such a weird feeling that I was going to have a fertility issue. So, really? yeah, so as long as I can remember, I used to just love children and babies when I was younger to teenagers, always wanting to babysit or help out with um, any family members or aunties that had little babies and feed them, just always been so intrigued. And, mm. and I think maybe like my 20s, I just always just felt, just had this feeling that I would have an infertility issue. And, you know, as an African, you tell your mom, it's like, don't say things like that. You don't say this. Like yeah. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> God forbid, God forbid. But, um, and I think I remember I saw like a doctor for like heavy periods and I, you know, I would ask, oh, is there issues? And he would say, oh, there's no issues. You're too young. You're too young. But, you know, you get older. And though I don't know whether you could have, I could have discovered I would have had infertility issues, etc. But you don't talk about it. 
you know, mm. you don't talk about it at 20, you, you know, you don't talk about it as a teenager. Heavy periods are just heavy periods. That's just how it yeah. is. But it's just, so it's just sometimes I just think about things like that. It should, you know, maybe people who have, you know, teenage daughters or have heavy periods or they have to go and do fertility tests or things like that. But, you know, you can start researching up on it or just thinking about it. You know, it's not, not to say you're going to have a fertility issue, but we just expect everything is fine. Everything is fine. It's not, it's not possible, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, um, when um, me and my husband, you know, um, were getting engaged, having our, our traditional, because we were, how old were we? I can't remember how old were we when we had our traditional. We were probably like early 30s, yeah, say early 30s. So after we had our traditional, you know, if we got pregnant and stuff, because we're older, it, it yeah. would, be, would be okay, etc. cetera. Um, and then um, I was away for work in New York. Um, and um, I was having dinner, lunch with um, a colleague. And mm. I was, I remember exactly where I was in New York, near Times Square, the restaurant, everything. And we, I think we paid and I got up and I just felt this rush of blood or wetness. Wow. Or I was thinking, did I wet myself? It was such a, the weirdest sensation I've never experienced before. And I just said to my um, colleague, I really need to go back to the hotel. I just need to, I just really need to go. I went to the, went back to the hotel, went to the toilet, thinking I had wet myself. I was so embarrassed, not sure what yeah. had happened and touching my behind and got to the hotel, rushed to the toilet. And all I saw was just blood. And I was just couldn't, I couldn't. I was so worried. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. You know, I was just like so confused. And then uh, my colleague was asking me if I'm okay, if I was okay. And she's an, she's an older woman. And I was saying, oh, mm. I don't really understand. It's blood. It doesn't feel like a period. And then she just went really quiet. And then um, I was in the toilet. She was, I was still in the toilet. And she just went really quiet. And she just said, oh, can I just say something? And she said, I think you're having a miscarriage. I was so shocked. I was so shocked. It was just unbelievable. I just, so um, she said, we should, let's try and find, go to like a pharmacy because some pharmacies in New York have doctors and et cetera. So we looked online, went round to the pharmacy, but there was a doctor there so you could see someone quickly. And then they said, it sounds like a miscarriage. So um, he said to me to buy a pregnancy test. And I was just so shocked. And then I said, okay, then I went back to the, he said, so if, if it is positive, it means that you're having a, a miscarriage. It'll be very early, etc." So um, I took the pregnancy test and it was positive. So I was having a miscarriage, which should have been extremely early on, but that basically started this big can of worms of infertility. And that was 2012. Wow. So, Are you not even aware that you're pregnant? That's no. Not, not aware so at all. Yeah. yeah, so that was just awful. You just have to wait for everything to happen. And then I think I went back to London like the next two, within two days because I just wanted to be home, as you can yeah. imagine. Yeah. And um, I got home and on the way home, I just had this, had this numb pain in the lower back just constantly. Oh, and then um, I remember... Um, it was just shocking. I think, I don't know if I got the flight the same day or the next day, but I got home quickly anyway. And I was just in bed, trying to wait for the pain to pass, etc. And then went to go and see a, a GP. And because, mm -hmm. um, um, 
you know, I've, I've never really heard of anyone talk about a miscarriage or anything. You just go online and Google. I just had no experience of what is a miscarriage or how do you, anything. So I went to go and see the GP. <sighs> Goodness. You know, so I went to the GP and I went to see this GP and don't know what was wrong with the GP. And the GP said, well, what do you want me to do? What? Yes. It's wow. obviously a miscarriage. What do so I lost it. I went absolutely <sighs> crazy on the woman. Like, how can you be so? It was insane? a woman too. Oh, yes, it was break. a woman. It was a woman. Yeah. It was awful. It was a, a woman. She literally. I no. I forget those words. What do you want me to do about it? Wow. <sighs> so I went crazy. Then I had to see the jeep. The, surgery manager you know to sort things out whatever and I saw another another doctor who was a more sensitive um took um took um urine sample and just did some blood tests and you know apologized and explained about miscarriages it'd be early etc and just to stay home etc so that's what I did but <laughs> But then um, that basically had opened a can of worms of another yeah. bigger issue that we did not realize was happening. So then I think maybe a, two, a week or two or something like that later, I would just wouldn't stop bleeding. I was bleeding, bleeding, bleeding. I wouldn't stop bleeding. Called the GP and they said that I, um, they referred me to go straight to the hospital to have a scan. Right. So I went to have a scan. Then they saw something and they were not sure. So they referred me to the hospital the gynecology hospital to see a doc to see a doctor within a few weeks mm. um they said they had to do some investigation they booked me a surgery and i was quite i was quite surprised because i don't know if anyone who lives in the uk will realize with nhs these things don't happen that quickly quickly right yeah but it was that was a few that was a few years ago now so um then i had to, they had to referred me for a surgery so they could look inside my womb because of the bleeding and we're not sure etc and then um, I remember coming out from the surgery. It was a laparoscopy. It was under anesthesia. Mm. I remember coming out of surgery and then they said, and this is a thing, you're coming out of anesthesia mm. and um, they're telling you this information that you don't really understand what it means. And then um, the lady said, oh, it was a surgeon, lady surgeon. And the only little things I remember her saying was, I'm sorry, but you'll probably need... IVF to have children she didn't really explain that they found they found something called endometrial hyperplasia you would never uh, have heard of endometrial hyperplasia unless you have gone through it no one really not yeah because I'm, I'm not even sure what that is yeah. No, yeah so endometrial hyperplasia is thickened cells thickened wall cells thickened cells that grow in the womb and that can lead to cancer oh no Yes, that's what happened. So I know, I know it's crazy. So it literally opened a can of worms. So I had to see a doctor, and once again, um, we we were referred back to the hospital for them to explain and wait and the results of the biopsy. So I remember we were waiting, waiting, waiting. I had just asked my husband to get me some water. As soon as he went to get me water, I got called in to the doctor. And it was uh. a man, and it was a man. I got called, I still remember his face till today. And he said, I'm sorry, we have found endometrial hyperplasia with atypia. When it's atypia at the stage that you're at, this will lead to cancer. 
So you'll have to have a hysterectomy. What? Yes. Can you imagine hearing those words? Yeah. And I just burst into tears and I just thought, goodness, the delivery as well. I, know. I just could not stop crying. And I, I was asking questions and it was, it was just awful. It was just the worst thing you could hear. And I was crying and crying and a nurse came to me, a Nigerian nurse, actually. She came to me and she was holding me, told me to stop crying, um, that um, she's, going, she's going to see if I can see a different doctor, that she, she doesn't want to, you to, me to see that doctor, that, um, that she's a doctor that I can see and we could, they can talk about other, other options. So she got me to see another doctor, which, which was a female, a female doctor, a female Asian doctor. And she explained, and then my other half would come back now. And, you know, he saw me crying, trying to understand. It was just awful. And um, she explained what they had found, what they thought. But she told me there were other options of treatments that I could do, but we couldn't get pregnant. And probably the likelihood of that, um, that pregnancy um, having a miscarriage or early miscarriage was likely because of this that happened. Right. But she also said, she also said to me, like, um, I'll never forget her saying this, that as awful as it is that that miscarriage probably saved my life because we wouldn't have looked, we wouldn't, yeah, have, found, right? we wouldn't have looked there to find, you just wouldn't have until yeah, you thought late, of it. Yeah. Until it's too late. So, um, and then um, she said as well that, some, um, sometimes uh, a lady has gotten pregnant and they found the endometrial hyperplasia and mm. then it's gone too far that they decide not to have treatment and it leads on to cancer. Yeah, oh. so, so there's just, I, I mean, as bad as it was to hear all that, there was still, um, you know, it just just felt like some things had happened for a reason, as awful, as awful as it, as yeah. it was. So mm. they told us we couldn't get pregnant. So they had to put a coil to make sure we, we don't get pregnant, a marina coil. So that's a contraceptive. Mm. They had to, have, had to have that placed in me. It was, for me, I don't know, my body just reacted awfully to that. I just kept on feeling like I was getting stabbed, but I had to have it. There was, it felt like mm. stabbing pains every once in a while. Yeah, for me. And then I was put on steroid treatment. So I just had to have this big treatment, which probably took about two years. And then steroids make you put on weight as well, as you can imagine. Um, your hormones, it messes up your hormones. So I was on this steroid treatment and this other treatment for about two years. I had to have biopsies so they can keep checking if the cells were getting mm -hmm. cancerous or going back. So after two years, um, I had my update. They said um, everything had gone back to normal. So it wasn't atypical cancerous, so it had regressed. Right. It had regressed, but they did tell me that they, it, you know, you might, it might be high risk. It might not, because sometimes once you get pregnant, the cells start growing again. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, yeah. So I didn't have to have a hysterectomy and they said, um, we should try now to have a child as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. So, um, we tried, we were referred to the, um, IVF, um, clinic in, in London. It was, it was guys in St. Thomas's. And um, we did the Clomid, Letrozole. Um, because of the steroids and st steroids, I had to put on so much weight. It was difficult to lose the weight. It was so frustrating. So each time yeah. I lost the weight, I'd get to a certain point. 
and then I think we had that would probably that was probably another two years because we had to do a number of clomid cycles, letrozole cycles, and then I just I just um, that was when I decided that I'm not going to wait for um, NHS here. I'm just going to look abroad. So that's how I started looking for clinics abroad. I had been looking previously before because I had been to the fertility show a number of years mm-hmm. back. So I had already been thinking and about um, fertility clinics abroad. Oh, where, where, where else do you want me to continue to? <laughs> wow, you said so much. Like, I'm like, wow. I know. So, that's, so that was the initial. I'm so sorry, yeah. Fertility journey, infertility journey. Yeah. yeah. And of course, I'm so sorry about your loss. And, you know, that's really a terrible experience. But um, somehow that led to you, like, just like the doctor said, led to you finding out, like, you know, the other issues that happened afterwards for you yeah. finding out the condition you had and, yeah. and being able to treat it right away. Yep. That's basically what happened. It's crazy, right? Can you imagine if, if, if you if you didn't have that experience, like if you didn't have that pregnancy, if you didn't lose the pregnancy, there would have been no symptoms. You would just no. have that's you know, it's no symptoms. You would just something <sighs> something will happen when it's probably too late or too far. Yeah, yeah. no symptoms at all. Wow, I'm so sorry. And some doctors are so like I think part of your training, they should definitely have in bedside, bedside manners training. Like, I mean, if you're going to be treating people anywhere, it doesn't matter what specialty you're in. I mean, you certainly should understand that you need to yeah. talk to people with some kind of empathy. Like Empathy. You know, yeah. I guess, I guess sometimes with some people, because I guess it's not everybody, it just becomes their job, doesn't it? You'll just become a number on a file. Not everyone, obviously, because there's loads yeah. of nurses you mean me i just get sometimes you just become a number you're still a person right you're still you're still a person and and you're in that field where you're supposed to give empathy and compassion and understanding these are life-changing things we're not going to going to buy some clothes or (laughs) yeah you know like just changing shoes or whatever yeah this is real Life. Well, like you said, I appreciate they might have seen thousands and thousands of other people in the same condition. But for you, this is your one, you know, yes. you're not a doctor seeing other no. patients. This is your this one, is my, you know, yeah. issue or another, or like it's something individual to yourself. It's not just like it's just not another number or no. another patient I need to check off quickly so I can move on to the next. So and some people don't get that, which is awful which is sad people coming to the hospital or coming to see a health profession not because they want to because there is a problem yeah yeah wow i'm so sorry but again we are thankful that you're here and well today and that they were able to treat the condition early enough and um, stop getting worse yeah very grateful wow and so now after you know, obviously not wanting to deal with NHS and the delays that could come from it. You yeah. decided to travel abroad. How has that been? You've been to five countries, like seriously? Yes, I've been <laughs> to five five countries. It has really it really has been a journey. Yeah. That's a lot of countries. That's a lot of countries. So I've I've well, UK, because I live here is one of them. Well yeah. where I've had treatment. Um Greece. Czech Republic, Poland, and Bulgaria. 
So, yeah, probably not. I don't know. Some of those countries people wouldn't really think about going there. No. Yeah, no. Um, and it's just, it's a lot of research. I cannot, I was trying to remember how I came. Uh, I was going to ask you, like, how did you even decide to go? <laughs> Uh, with Czech Republic, there's clinics there that are extremely popular. So there's a oh, lot of boards you can go on and read up about and check people's experiences and and speak to people about um, mm-hmm. the clinics, the experiences. And there's a lot of a lot of the clinics have um, private Facebook groups. Um, oh, I see. So you can really meet, you can really read and do some more research and speak to people directly. So that's good. But I mean, Bulgaria and Poland, I don't think I've seen much online about that. Um, one, of, and one of the things uh, when I was thinking about clinics, I didn't want a big, 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 big clinic as well, because I just thought, you, how, how will you get that one-on-one that a lot of yeah. clinics say that they do? Mm-hmm. And by the time you get there, you realize they don't. <laughs> it's, yeah. all a, it's all a fast. They're just as busy as everybody. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, you got 20 minutes. Quick, get onto it. Let me see. Move on to the next yeah. one. Um, I think, and then a few years, oh, a number of years ago, I went to the fertility show, maybe 2013, 2014. And I spoke to a lot of clinics and read up about them. I think my I was considering going to Norway. Okay. Initially. Um, and another, another reason that I went abroad was, was cost as well. Oh, yeah. I think living in the UK, you do, and you do, you do live here and think, you know, we have the best doctors and the, the standard, you know, is excels than any other, and you know, everywhere else's standards. And yeah. that's not true because, um, <laughs> we i mean the uk is great they have a great standard of course but yeah. it doesn't mean that you know europe or other countries don't have the same standard i think there's just that belief and yeah, hence why the price is can be the price that is but that's not the truth <laughs> because yeah. i've been the some of the clinics i have been to this well before i went there the research the doctors you can find out where they've trained a lot of these doctors have trained in the uk other european countries in america there's just they've you know then it, it's not really it's it's the same standard and i realized as well some other um european countries uh, in comparison comparison to some clinics here unless you've got the money to pay 20,000 yeah. you know to pay that those mm. prices you can find that in europe at a fraction of the cost so i just felt that i didn't want to put us in debt if i if we yeah. have to go on the ivf journey etc i still want to be able to live i still want to be able to do things that i want to do not have to live on the shoe line because as you do research and things like research, you realize that it's not, you, you don't realize it. You can kind of have it in the back of your mind. It might not work, but you have to be positive. It's going to work. It's going to work. Mm-hmm. So, so that was, that was mainly one of the reasons it was, it was costs. I, you know, I didn't want to bring major financial costs to our marriage as yeah. well. I just felt if I can go, you know, Europe is, can be two hours away you know I just so a maximum of two hours away was what I was looking at um 
sorry, where was I? Where were, where am I next? Yeah, you're talking about the reasons for going to the uh, going abroad and not wanting to wait, and then of course the cost as well. And the cost obviously is a very important factor. And like you rightfully said, there are many great clinics in the UK and outside the UK, which is what I always tell people. Because I think sometimes in yeah. our minds we think the more expensive, the better. So, you know, yeah, if it's 10,000 exactly. pounds in the UK, then it's probably better than another clinic that is, I don't know, 2,000 euros somewhere else in yeah. Europe, but it's not necessarily the exactly. case. Because even one one cost of a cycle in the UK, even if you um, go to abroad, that could, that's, could be, that's a cost of two cycles. And that's maybe, no, one egg collection cycle, including yeah. the IVF and ICSI and medication, is basically two IVF egg collections, ICSI and everything, including flights, including hotels. It's the same. Wow. It's, so you have to, that's, that's how I've, I had to weigh it up for me. And also there was just so, some more, more, more thing, tests and things that I hadn't really heard about in the UK. So much more yeah. and the, monitor, the monitoring of some of these clinics that they do, you didn't really hear about it in the UK or there'd be one or two clinics that would, you could get certain tests done at, but extremely, extremely, extremely high prices, high costs. Yeah. 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 Wow. And of course, like you mentioned rightfully as well, which is something I always think about is the cost. Again, going back to the fact that you don't want to go into debt uh, because there's just no guarantees, right? You know, no. you just keep there's no guarantees Pain. and you don't really yeah. realize the guarantees so i don't know sometimes i just i just feel oh, some especially when it hasn't worked you just feel like you've thrown that that money you could have just yeah i'm like seriously i, I could have done something with that money feeling. yeah i know it's an honest <laughs> feeling and i don't know sometimes people say oh you shouldn't say that because you tried but no when it doesn't work you, you just to. feel you, you just throw all that, that money in the yeah. bin. You've just gone to throw it in the trash. Pretty much. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> how it seems, right? It's like it you're feels. gambling and there's no you're guarantees. Yeah. You've spent and this money for an egg collection and, and, oh, I don't know, we didn't collect any eggs or, oh, nothing implanted or it just feels like yeah. that money is just gone. And this is the only situation I find that you would actually gamble that kind of money. Because I mean, if someone said to me ten thousand pounds now, or five thousand dollars, whatever, yes. you know, give yes. it to me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna invest this for you in this thing. But there's like zero guarantees. No guarantees. I'm gonna be like, okay, sure. <laughs> that's so true. And that's the thing. That's the thing with um, with obviously with IVF because you could have a test that costs eight hundred pounds. You'll go and yeah. buy for the test, but go and buy it like, yeah. 800 pounds or you'll be like, mm, you know, I know. Like 800 pounds. Mm, do I, do I really it. need it? <laughs> but it's, it's, is it a test is you've done the test and you just have the results on paper. That's your 800 pounds, 1,000 pounds. That's my nice bag or my <laughs> nice pair of shoes or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and it can keep going up. It can keep going up with every test, yeah. every test. And that's another reason because... The Oof. amount of money I would have spent doing all these tests in the UK, it just, it was, it was just going to be crazy too much for, for us. Yeah. I would not, you know, I wouldn't be able to try and keep the balance of still having, being able to do other things. Yeah. 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 Wow. So your experience so far abroad has been great. You've loved it. You've um, been able to navigate your 
treatment and visiting in regards to getting there um yeah and getting there navigating it it's fine europe is you know i mean these countries with okay i mean let me when i think of czech republic poland greece bulgaria their transport systems is it's not i mean girls like trains you can use uber bolt it's easy to get around it's easy to get around um, and also, um, they're, they're English as well. They, you know, us Brits don't right. really, us Brits don't really learn much languages. <laughs> you go to countries expecting them to understand English. <laughs> and you're like, what? You don't speak English? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the English, the English is fine to to get around. Yeah, it's just my experience has been easy easy i mean tra- travel wise it's two hours it t- two hours max greece is three hours right but, yeah my but my experience has been if, if the like the four countries abroad my experiences have been completely different for each one yeah completely different for each one um mm. i don't it's difficult to say positive negative our first cycle was in czech republic it wasn't in the capital, which is Prague. It's a a train, three-hour train journey from Prague. Right. But there's an airport that's an hour that you can get a flight from Stansted, Stansted to, which is an hour mm-hmm. away. Um, that there was that. So when I started going to that clinic, I think it was a, a time where they started. They just started to get really, 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 really busy. So um, after it. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you just, unless I, so you go into a cycle thinking it's going to work. You have to be positive. The doctor tells you it's 70% chance of it working. You're young. Oh, we've seen so many follicles. It's going to work. We're going to get 10 eggs or whatever. You know, you yeah. just, you, you eat it all up. You eat it all up. Well, you have an egg uh-huh. collection. And then what happens is you have an egg collection. Maybe you took the injection too early or they told you to trigger too early, you need an extra two days and they collect two eggs. One's mature, one's not. Oof. <laughs> so you've paid all that. And it, it only takes days. one, right? We say that. But you don't want and it only one. Takes one. Yeah, we, you we hear that, that it only but takes one, but you don't want one. Especially at the beginning of your journey. And you're reading yeah. 20 eggs were collected, 10 eggs were collected, you know, all I these know. things that you read online and you, you don't realise that everyone's body is unique. It's different. different. Yeah. You don't know what medication is. You just It's just so much you do not know. So you just, so um, we had off, we had, we had, we had one egg basically that we fertilised and it lasted to day five, which is mm. crazy. Yeah. Uh, which is one, I don't know if everyone knows the whole process of IVF, but which also shows that they probably triggered too early. Right. And needed a few more days. Because, uh, anyway, then you'd, because we were going to PGS, PGS, PGT test our embryos, we had to do another egg collection. Because right. Can't just pay that cost for just one. For one, so yeah. Another, so another collection. And then I... <laughs> So this is when it begins advocating for yourself and realizing you can't listen to every single thing the doctors say. You have to think about things too. I'm not a doctor, but you know your body or you think so. I ended up asking to stim for extra days and the doctor saying, oh, no, 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 we don't need to stim for extra two days. So 
okay I, I don't want to tell people what to do or not <laughs> but I just I just chose myself to stim for an extra two days mm. and um and then that that's what I did and um the next collection was better I think they collected six eggs but then I thought again maybe they collected too early which I think they did, and they could have increased the, the stims more, etc. So I think we had we had four embryos after day five. We had four embryos which we sent off to be tested. So this is to be tested for genetics because, you know, oh, we hadn't gotten pregnant and it's IVF. We just thought, okay, let's just do it now. So these are extra costs again on top to get the genetic testing done, which takes yeah. two weeks. So we sent four, and the, the genetic testing you know, contest for chromosomes and um, chromosome issues, just a, a long list of um, things they can pick up. So, um, right. yeah, so we sent that off, four embryos sent off and four embryos came back normal. So it's wow, another, what are the chances? I know, another, another, four the chances. Four out of four, wow. Yeah, four out of four and it's just, it's another, it's great. But it's another, did we have to spend that money to test though? <laughs> I know, you're like, oh, I could have just kept that money. Because, you're just... You know, it comes, oh, you're, you're over 35, you know, yeah. the air quality is this, that, and the other. And sometimes it's not true. And that's another thing that everyone, everyone's body is different. It doesn't mean because you're 35 or your your um, your eggs are going to diminish. It doesn't mean that. Yeah. For it doesn't mean that for everybody or it means that there might be an, an, an issue it doesn't mean that for every single person but then yeah when that does happen it's great but you just think oh my goodness we just spent how many <laughs> how many thousands on that you know it's another thing but then I always I always think about you know if I had spent two thousand to have the genetic testing and I think if I'd done it in the UK the cost difference then I think okay oh, yeah. I'm okay these are the things that, that help me I'm just I compare the cost and think oh actually that's not bad no, that's too bad mm. yeah that's not bad that I've you know it would have been way more if I'd done it in the UK so that's wow. the kind of costing um so basically we ended up transferring all no yeah we ended up transferring two embryos they didn't implant you can imagine the first time it happens, you just think yeah. it's going to work and it doesn't work. You're just devastated. Yeah, because you think it's going to work. Right? No one actually tells you it's not going to work. They need to prepare people better. Like They need to let you know. Yeah. I mean, it don't have and to be negative, but you just yeah, need to let them know. I think it's the whole thing about you have to be positive. You have to be positive. Yes, you definitely have to be positive. But also, you know, I think, it, I don't know, because you don't want to say be positive, but it might not work. <laughs> 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 but it's just really reading us really re maybe reading other people's stories and realizing that yes yeah. everyone's timing is different and yes i have to be positive it's going to work it's going to be fine but everyone's timing is different but you just keep hoping that yeah you know, and everything could be perfect and still not work you yeah, know like perfect and still not work yeah so we so that happened and then it didn't, it didn't work the second time, it didn't work. So I thought, okay, let me put the brakes on and try and look at other things. I started thinking about um, if there's any tests we need to look out, you know, for our body or if there's any, um, I, I always have heard about, you know, your body attacking embryos. And oh, yeah. Body, yeah, your immune system. NK attacking, cells or something. NK cells, yeah. Attacking mm -hmm. your immune system. So I decided that we should do those tests to rule that out. 
to try and see what the implantation failure is is because everything looked okay inside yeah i had had a more doc i had hysteroscopy here in the uk and abroad and they couldn't see any issues or no you know it looked for fibroids or growth or something they could not see anything looked at the in the womb in detail they couldn't find any issues of why the embryos would not implant so that this is how i ended up going to greece athens i don't know it's a beautiful place do you um, do you want me to talk say the clinic names that's probably no no, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. You, you can, can't, can you? <laughs> I'm not sure. So I went to Athens yeah. to do these tests, these, um, a, a panel of tests, a Chicago test, a lot of NK cells and immune tests. Another reason that I didn't do it in the UK, because I think there's two or three places in the UK that is well known to do these tests, but it is expensive. It is extremely, yeah, I'm sure. extremely expensive. So you think, okay, going to Athens. Yeah, I went to Athens um, and we thought we would make a holiday out of it as well. I know, I was going to ask you that, yeah? Like, yeah, we, should, we did nice the Czech Republic as well, actually. We actually, um, well, we were in Czech Republic, went to Prague and just saw other parts of places we'd never really would have thought to go. Hmm. So um, I went to Athens and we did all these tests, the panel of tests. And I think there was a gap in between, I think, we, where we could we had to wait for the test results to come back or, and things like that. So we went to Santorini and that was really, uh, really, really beautiful. Nice. Yeah, we decided why we were out there. Then we came back, to, <clears throat> we came back to Athens because the day before we were going back to get the test results, this is the first time I'd heard about DNA fragmentation. Mm-hmm. I had never heard about DNA fragmentation yeah. and they thought that would be one of the reasons, that's one of the reasons for implantation failure. And I had raised NK NK cells, so at least they had found something Sounds or bad, yeah. a reason or another thing that you could try before implanting the embryos again. So DNA fragmentation is um, another sperm analysis test that it looks at, at the stress of the sperm and I don't know that I don't know the full term. I haven't got everything here, but it looks it just looks at the sperm in more detail. And that yeah, oxidative that, stress, right? Yeah. Yes, and that does have an impact on implantation. But there's things that you can do. There's um, 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 medication that men can take, which they need to take for three months, which should um, bring an improvement. Right. Um. So my husband did this, and it, it the improvement, the improvements were just it just completely changed. So the DNA fragmentation is a percentage and it, the percentage went right down. Oh, wow. But even with DNA fragmentation, we have already created embryos. Oh yeah. So, so it's such a long journey, isn't it? So, yeah, it is. so they were, so the clinic was telling us the embryos we have probably will not implant because the DNA fragmentation is so high. Yeah, but we should still try. And um, they gave me the NK cells. They gave me some medication or um, things to do to try and bring it down for next implantation. And which is really good with going to that clinic because they knew we still had embryos and they still told us certain things that we should try and do for the embryos to implant. So that was yeah. good. So um, with that, I decided to 
think about doing another egg collection, where would I do the egg collection? Especially now knowing about NK cells, NK cells and um, DNA yeah. fragmentation. So I really wanted to know, find a clinic that knew, you know, that talks about DNA fragmentation and implantation failure, because I didn't hear much about, I don't hear much about DNA fragmentation here. Oh. And, um, and even the Czech Republic, I mean, they started talking more about it now and doing the tests, but sometimes you have to request these tests. Whereas in some countries it's standard to have these tests done at the boat at the beginning. Oh. And, um, and that's what I found with Poland. I can't remember how I came across Poland. I really cannot remember. <laughs> and then I just started looking at these clinics. I didn't want to go to the capital because where I went wasn't even the capital at all. It's just another town. I don't know how I came across this. this so field. much research, right? So much research. And um, yeah. I just started looking at what they have a standard and there was just so many other things that, that was a standard for them to look for and to investigate before you do the, um, if you had had, so if you've had two implantation failures, there's a panel of stuff that they will, they will look and research into. And I didn't really find that in, in uh, many other clinics, but also that was my, that is my infertility issue, implantation failure. So I really did a lot of research and finding doctors that deal with implantation and what other options that they offer and what other tests they do. So I found that in Poland. So I went to Poland to do these tests, all these tests that I had never heard about that, and they had got good results from. I did this test. And while I was in Poland, I found another clinic. <laughs> <laughs> Become addicted now, right? Just yeah, while I was in, um, and I cannot, I think with this clinic, the doctors were great. The doctors were fantastic. And being a black woman, African, going to Poland is not really, it's not really <laughs> you would, where you'd expect a black, no, I'm not trying to say where you would expect a black person to be, but there is, a, you, there is a lot of racism that you read about, hear about, you know, the football yeah. as well, you know, the far right, there's just a lot of racism there. So I decided I was still going to go there because of, you know, what I'm, what I'm chasing. It was, it yeah. was and racism. So and yeah, when, um, the doctors, they were just fantastic. And I realized as well, well, I think some, it just feels like with the medical professions, because they've probably trained all over the world, you've been, you know, you don't really, you don't, I didn't feel any different. Right. In regards to um, the treatment I got going to these clinics. Yeah, so the doctors were great. The admin was just a bit, oh, not great. And I just thought, you know, when you, you don't get to, you're not dealing with the doctors, you're dealing with the admin. I just thought it was so disorganized, but the, I wasn't sure if I wanted to have a cycle there. But the doctors were just great and we did all the tests and they, it was it was just really, 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 um, the doctors at the clinic were really good. And that, you know, the aftercare, the follow-up, the questions not being rushed. It's just the admin side. So while I was there, I found another clinic. <laughs> just, yeah. And um, I think it was a 20-minute train journey. So like the con train connections, etc. it yeah. just, it was just, are, are just really good in Poland. So I got the train to this other clinic because I <laughs> did some reviews. I don't know how I found them, but I just, obviously I did. Did some research. They're, um, they're like a, a big clinic and they have, five or six branches within Poland and there was one near me I saw the reviews and um one of the re reviews of the doctor a, a female doctor there I 
thought, okay, I want to see this lady. So I went yeah. and had a consultation and I was really impressed. I was really, really, really impressed with the clinic. Yeah, they were, they were really, really good. So I decided that we were going, going to do the egg collection with their, the monitoring and as well with Europe. ICSI, I don't know if, if depending on when people, if people know about IVF, IVF and ICSI is, is two different package, two different IVF. Packages, yeah. Prices yeah. and stuff, yeah. Prices. So with the UK, you can have IVF, but then to add ICSI is another 1,000 or 2,000 pounds. Yeah. yeah. But in Europe, ICSI comes a standard unless they say, no, you need to have IVF instead. You don't need ICSI part. Yeah. yeah. So in Europe, a lot of things like that is standard. This clinic in Poland, they, they were very, they just seem quite far ahead with, new things they're doing to separate the sperm all these tests they take your blood so much like <laughs> they do like literally every test tick tick, tick. they have a, a list of all the tests you've got to do they tell you the reasons why the extra tests there's all these extra tests you can have if you want to or if they have to get you know it's just so they really look at your immune system they they look at just so many so many different things Mm. Yeah, so many, so many different things, which was what I liked. It just seemed like the monitoring, the extra monitoring, if you, the progesterone when you have a transfer before, all these extra things that um, you hear is good to do. Wow. You had to still transfer those final two embryos. That was quite difficult because the doctors, the other clinics said it, they don't think it was going to work, but you still have to try. So I just tried not to go into it thinking it's not going to work anyway, but we did the transfer and um, it didn't, it didn't work. So not a chemical, just zero, zero HCG, just nothing. So that's four embryos. Yeah. So that's four embryos that didn't work. Um, Yeah. So we decided to do an egg collection in Poland. And the new clinic you found. In the new clinic we found and with um, the DNA fragmentation in the sperm had gone down as well. So able to, um, to, do, to do a new collection, yeah, with a new clinic I found, went over a few times and then we did the collection and um, that worked out, that worked out well. It was stressful because you just, it's always stressful because not, not because you're just thinking, is it going to work? Are they going to collect eggs? What about if it happens the same thing that happened last time? Because it had been a while since I'd done another a collection, maybe two years, I think. It'd probably been before I'd done, a, before I'd done my first, between when I'd done my first egg collection and my third. Um, so I, I, I made a holiday out of it as well, once again. I just decided nice. to be polar and luckily a f- like um, a friend was able to come as well so that was nice yeah, I made a holiday yeah. out of it yeah and then did the collection and this time around they collected like 13 eggs wow I know I know right so um, they collected 13 eggs and um, um, by day by day five three three made it to day five and mm-hmm. And they were good grades, high grades. Um, and with with that, I was supposed to do, I was supposed to do a, a um, transfer straight away, but that didn't work out. So this is another thing because they do so much tests on you and they have levels of how they want things to be. 
if one yeah. thing was off, they won't go ahead with it. So my thyroid was too high. So they cancelled the um, embryo transfer. So wow, I was That's a lot so, of detail, yeah. I was so disappointed, but they were just yeah. explaining to me that they want they want us to have the best possible chance instead of just transferring it. Yeah, yeah, a number of things that they they check. Yeah, so um, they gave me medication to bring my thyroid down, and when it when it comes down, I would be able to um, book in the transfer. Transfer, right. Wow. Yes. That's wonderful you found that clinic then, randomly, just... Yeah, randomly. It really, it really, it really was randomly. Yeah, because, um, and the embryos were such good grades as well. So it really was a blessing. It really was how I just found them. Was I'm, meant sure. To be. I'm sure I'm sure I was there I'm sure were, I was their first black patient I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure and it's it funny how you said that you know you always wonder because even I myself every time you're on a travel somewhere I always like check uh you know it's it, it's it's crazy that we have to do this but you have yeah. to you check oh yeah. uh you know other black people here or you know check yeah. if they've been like are they, are they black friendly and it's 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 weird but I know it's weird, things. but you think about it, especially when you're not going to the capitals of certain countries. Exactly. Like, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, you just, you, and you know, you're a black doctor. So, yeah. <laughs> so you just wonder. But yeah. Um, so that's amazing yeah. that you had such a positive experience, even with the doctors and the clinics, regardless I of, did. you know, wherever um, it was. So that's really uh, reassuring because, again, that's an important thing that people need. I mean, if you're black, you need to consider when traveling to places. All right. So thank you uh, for sharing all your experience traveling abroad and of course, letting us know uh, the different things that you had to consider when choosing a clinic and all the tests that were being done. Uh, knowing how you stated that you've been trying, you've been married for six years and I think trying to consider a little, uh, a little more than six years as well. Yeah. How would you say that infertility has impacted your relationship with your husband, if it has in any way? Um, I think I think it's, it's definitely made me um, realize how much of a, a team we are. Um, mm. And I just think, as the woman, you do end up doing, you know, booking the flights or looking for the clinics, or speaking to the clinics more, or doing so much research online you know, as you chase this, this dream of, you know, what kind of feels robbed from you in a way of having, yeah. having a child or ha having a family, you do forget, I don't know if you do, but I, some, I forget that he's in it too. And he wants a child too. And he does, he's not really the type of person who shows emotions, you know, everything like our first um transfer that didn't work just to see how like you know broken he was it really made me realize remember that he is in it too he's feeling you know as you know as much as I'm feeling you know the pain the disappointment yes he doesn't feel the injections and the medication the weight gain the, all that stuff and all that frustration but 
he, he you know he's there with me so it's made me feel more like we're more we're a team you know reminded me it definitely because it's been a such a long journey yeah. and it's made me appreciate our relationship because yeah not that he should he hasn't made it difficult he's been there with me because as you should be as it should yeah. be it's not like that it's not like that with everybody it really isn't yeah. because we're all individuals husband and wife we're still individuals you take things differently but yeah I've just it, that's what it's made me appreciate our relationship and the team that we are yeah that's amazing yeah what about relationship with your friends has it do you think it's played any role or impacted it anyhow it really it actually makes me smile when you ask me that question because <laughs> I've really my my journey my journey has really showed me um who my like that I have got some really really good friends that I've got like my inner circle of friends who who I've been able to talk to about my infertility journey or fertility journey some of them who don't want kids who have kids um who have kids that are in their 20s or um who have that dream to find someone to get married and have kids but how they have been there for me through an experience that you know they have know nothing about because they're all at different stages but yeah. they have really been there for me at the end of the phone don't understand IVF but uh, been there for me that the, I can't the amount of like my friends that have traveled with me it's just it's just amazing it's just really showing me that I've got some great friends and I don't um the friends that I have who know or I've been told they're like, my really close friends they've been you know who've been there when I've had the issues at the hospitals and etc who've just been there for me so they know so they you know friends that have known that we want kids and it's not happening you know so I say inner circle friends, but I just really feel it's just impacted it in such a positive way. I can't really say it a negative way because the friends that who know know because yeah. they're in my life. You're really in my life. Yeah. So it's That's wonderful. Yeah. Luckily. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not the same for everyone. It's not, it's not the same, the same exactly. for everyone because I know one of my friends, she doesn't want children. But she doesn't say to me, oh, don't, have, well, what, you know, why don't you just live? She doesn't, she's not like that because it's not, yeah. some people can be like that because it's not, it's not her. So it's, it's quite nice that she doesn't want children. And I'm sure I said to, I always say to her, I'm sure if you changed your mind, you'd probably get pregnant like that. And it'd be so annoying <laughs> because you don't, want, know, right? you don't want children. You haven't had children all this time. And then you might change your mind and you'll probably be the person who gets pregnant just like that. Oh, how yeah. would that be? <laughs> <laughs> we love that because yeah we're different and that's lovely that you can have that kind of conversation with her as well it's really yeah. nice yeah so if you had to tell us any word of affirmation that you found helpful during this journey so far um words of affirmation what did i oh there's not there's not been a I think maybe the last year or two years, I really felt like it just kept on reminding me of like, you're not alone. There was just so mm -hmm. many people go out there going through the so same journey 
And I just keep thinking you're not alone. And that's the whole point of reaching out or meeting people who are yeah. on the same journey as you. And there's and over the years, there's things that I've said to myself or during fertility treatment, just little words, nothing major, but things like, I'm ready to be a mom. I will be a great mom. Just, just things like that. But I have said to myself yeah. and believed it. However, however it's going to happen or when it's going to happen, I'm open to it. Yeah. I will be a great mom. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's really nice. Yeah. And what do you wish people knew? Like people, others that are not dealing with it. What do you wish they knew about infertility? What do I, what do I, sorry? What do you wish other people knew about infertility? Um, so some people that are not dealing with it and just probably don't understand what is that one thing you wish they yeah, I just think, um, just don't go through it alone because there is just so much information out there that you won't know, you won't realise that exactly what you're experiencing, so many other, it's not even thousands, hundreds, millions are going through the exact thing you're going through or whatever has happened or, you know, there is just, you know, some people get told that the egg quality is not good. If you don't meet other people and they're going to hear about a book about how to increase egg fertility and vitamins, how are you going to know all these exactly. things? How are you going to learn? How are you going to, instead of being broken, how are you going to realise that there is hope? There is still hope. There is still a way or there might be a way or it might not be time for you to give up yet. I yeah. think we all know when it is to give up, but if you don't speak to other people, and that's with me, I have learned so much by speaking to other women online, whether it's from the clinics or hearing about these groups to read up and you just find out so much. You just think, goodness, all these people are going through. And also what you're going through, there's so many people going through so much worse. And you think, wow, I just can, you know, but you whatever you are going through that is yours but exactly. you just think oh my gosh that's it but then you hear all these other stories and you think wow if they were able to battle through that or they found how did they find out about this place or you know but and I also think especially coming from African community Afri Nigerian African I just feel like don't listen to those aunties that's <laughs> don't say anything don't talk to one and it's not about saying running down the road jumping oh we're trying to have a exactly. what's happening it's, yeah no it's about go go to the clinic don't sit there for how many years go to a clinic it's private go to the clinic and just go and do the test or go and speak to someone in yeah. this, I don't want to say this industry, but this profession and just start the ball rolling and start learning. And that's the thing about the journey. It might happen just like that, but it might not. And yeah. which means you will have to learn, you have to advocate yourself. You'll see a doctor and you will have to question them, but you have to start before you get to that point. And that's what yeah. I didn't realize until, you know, later on, I'm thinking actually, no, this medication is better for me, you know? No, yeah. and you have to question them. And I mean, just sitting there and just, just sitting there, it's really, 
you have to hope, but I think I remember, I think it's Natalie that remembers telling me, was saying this with her story that you do have to hope. And if you pray, you do have to pray, but also you have to start doing things yourself. You have to start yeah. advocating for yourself and doing things and going out there to make it happen as well. But, yeah, but of, so every, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Because, but also a lot of it is fear. And of course, fear of the unknown mm-hmm. uh, knowledge, knowledge is power, isn't it? Yeah, and that's what we said, like for everything else, like if you have any form of um, condition, if you're not feeling okay, you're going to go to the clinic anyway, right? So if you're not, if you're trying to conceive and it's not happening, there's absolutely nothing wrong in going to the clinic. Now you can decide to choose how you proceed when you're given the options, but at least it's good to know what your options are as opposed to just, yeah. 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 So for sure, we need more awareness in our communities about that again going to the clinic is not anti-God and it does not mean you're taking power from God. It's just, yes, exactly. it's just something that you need to do to be able to. And again, I think we also need to stress the fact that IVF is not a guarantee. So just because mm-hmm. you go to a clinic doesn't mean it's taking power away from God. It still needs to be blessed, the whole process. Yes. So like, I mean, you find doctors telling you all the time, I've done what I can do. You know, the rest yeah. is left to nature or any other higher power, whatever you, you believe in. So, it's exactly. not taking so I think we need to increase more awareness in our communities about that so thank yeah. you so much for speaking about that so thank you so much Chi Chi uh, for coming on the show today it's been such an informative session thank you telling us about you know IVF and fertility treatments abroad yeah you know, factors to consider or you know choosing different clinics and uh, making a vacation out of it while you're yes. getting treatment and, yeah you have you know, to it breaks it up <laughs> yeah right it's, it really uh, does break it up to balance it up a bit yeah so, oh. it's been amazing having you on here so we'll wish you a lot of luck on the rest of your journey thank and, you very uh, much we look forward to welcoming you back in the near future thank you Before I share more information uh, and see where you're at at that time yeah thank you so much Yes, and it, you know, it's been a pleasure having you in here. If anyone wants to connect with you, again, your details will be in the show notes. So yeah. thank you so much, Chi Great. Thank you for having me on the show. And thanks for what you're doing. So what you're doing is amazing. Thank <laughs> you. Know, you. awareness and having these difficult conversations and people really listening to realise, you know, that there's so many other people going through the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. Like you rightfully said, you're not alone. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for joining us this week on the Fertility Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Fertility Conversations. If there are any topics you would like to have discussed, please send an email to fertilityconversations at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you again for listening. Take care of yourself and do stay hopeful.